0: Father, he's coming back,
1: Ham shouted from the observation deck. Noah, Ham, Shem, and Japheth all strained against the evening sun to look at the dove in the distance. It looks like he's got something in his beak, Father, Shem said. I can't quite make it out, though. Noah held out his hand to shield his eyes from the setting sun. A big smile grew on his face. Welcome to the Epic Order of the Seven, the podcast with your hosts Max and Liz. This podcast is brought to you by Playful World Ministries. Max, Liz, and all the characters and adventures of the Epic Order of the Seven were created by and written by Jenny L. Cody. On today's episode, we'll hear chapters 59 and 60 from the Ark, the Reed, and the Fire Cloud. And Jenny brings us an encouraging letter from one of you as we head to Jenny's corner in just a bit. Right now... Let's get this thing started. Uh-oh. Yo, peeps, first, my dog. Oh, boy. In fact, he's the dog that's doggy to the max. Oh, no. Because, well, he's Max. Uh-oh, Liz. the noser lads off the reels again. Oui, mon
0: ami, so it would seem. And here's a little ditty about a little French kitty feeling so smart and looking so pretty. Uh, Well, uh, perhaps I was a bit hasty, no? (laughs) Welcome, Lisette Briand. Uh, Merci, mon frere. Hi, uh, uh, thank you for the big introduction there, lad. Uh, Did you get into the chocolate again?
1: Uh, No. Well, yeah, I did.
0: It's a chocolate sugar
1: buzz, Liz.
0: Uh, But of course, uh, he'll be napping in a few minutes.
1: No, I I didn't have that much.
0: Didn't you?
1: No, truly, I didn't. Well, then why are you so hyper, then? Because some happy, encouraging things are happening today on the Ark, and I'm, like, into it.
0: Uh, well, that is good, monsieur. I mean, face it, Max, uh, we had a lot of problems on the Ark. We had a fire. Aye, and then I went overboard. And I don't mean like announcer lad here. I mean, I really, really went, went overboard. We. Oui. And that were awful. Plus, everyone is tired of being cooped up. Aye, even the chickens. We. Oui. Henriette's best friend, Maria, flew away without even saying adios. And with no land in sight, the animals are all getting grumpy. Uh, not to mention the humans. The humans? She told you not to mention them. But last time, we had brother against brother even throwing punches. Ay, we were needing some good news. And it just so happens that today's episode
1: has not just one... But two chapters from the Ark, the Reed, and the Fire Cloud, and both of them
0: bring a dose of encouragement. Listen, well, we better get to it. Hi, lad. Before you hit your sugary chocolate crash.
1: Chapter 59 Surprises
0: Cock do doodle doodle doo! Cock a
1: Jacques was in rare form today. Ah, life is good, no? He said as he strutted by Henriette, Don Pedro, and Isabella. Isabella let loose a... (sniffs) and swished her tail to disperse the smell.
0: What's up with him? Ignore him. He's just so pleased with himself that he alone is the Ark Waker now.
1: Henriette said while holding her nose... And why should I not be pleased? Things are as they should be, no?
0: Finally, I am the only voice that everyone hears. My beautiful call fills the ark with wonderful sound now that that garbage
1: eater raven is gone. Hmph. Jacques said as he strutted the other way. I think you need an attitude adjustment, senor. Don Pedro added. A broad grin came over the bull's face. Then he looked at Henriette. Don't you think you should work on your husband, Signora?
0: Oui, you are right, my bright Etudion. He does need an attitude adjustment, and his lesson will begin now,
1: said Henriette, as she puffed up and waddled over to Jacques. Don Pedro beamed. He wasn't her target, for now, anyway. He's
0: coming back, father,
1: Ham called. Noah hurriedly got up from the table where he was writing and went to the observation deck. He had started drawing on a new clay tablet since his first one was destroyed in the fire. He lost much of the detail he had previously captured, but at least he would capture the general events of the ark and the flood. Shalom the dove was returning to the ark. Noah held out his hand for the dove to land. You look exhausted, my little friend, Noah said as he gently stroked the dove's soft head. The dove closed his eyes for a moment, breathing heavily. Shem, take the dove back to his nest. We will give him a week to rest before we send him out again. It will also give the water more time to go down, Noah said as he carefully placed shalom in Shem's hands.
0: What does this tell you, father?
1: asked Lily, who had joined Japheth when she heard the exciting news about the dove's return. Max and Liz had joined the humans up on deck. They wanted to hear every word. No one knew his family would not want to hear this, but he had to tell them the reality of the situation. When I sent out the raven, it flew over the water and landed on floating debris. It did this because ravens are dirty birds, eating garbage or dead animals. The raven kept going, not requiring earth to make landfall. The dove, however, is a clean bird and will not land on floating debris. The fact that this dove came back tells me that the waters have not yet receded far enough. We will need to wait longer. Oh, no, Ham said as he stomped off. I can't believe this. How much longer are we supposed to wait? His voice trailed off. Although Ham said it out loud, he voiced the thoughts of everyone aboard the Ark. Ada watched her family, concerned with how weary they were. They needed a boost. They needed something to lift their spirits. She pulled Lily aside and
0: whispered in her ear, Lily, go get Nala and Maybir. I have an idea. Meet me in the lower deck supply room.
1: Lily smiled and squeezed Ada's arm, before turning to go get the other girls. Liz overheard Ada
0: and wondered what she meant. I'm going to follow the female humans, Max. Noah's wife is planning something, and I want to know what it is. Then, I'm going to go question Shalom the dove to learn about what he saw. But let's not spread this negative news about more waiting to the other animals, we? Aye, I'll keep it, Mom. We don't need any more bad news spread, then," Max
1: said as he and Liz walked along the upper corridor. Ada was pulling spices off the shelves when Liz quietly jumped up on a crate. Ada smiled and went over to rub Liz under the chin. Liz closed her eyes in delight. Ah, the humans did know how to give an animal a good rub.
0: Hello, little friend. Did you come to see me? Oh, but you just love being scratched under the chin, don't you? That's all you care about, yes?
1: Ada said as Lily brought Maybir and Nala into the supply room.
0: Good, you're all here. What's going on, Mother?
1: Nala asked, picking up a bunch of herbs to smell, her eyes closing with the delightful fragrance.
0: I have an idea to help lift our spirits, but you must keep this a secret from Noah." Ada said excitedly. The ladies
1: looked at each other and giggled.
0: Okay, what is it? Lily asked. Noah is getting ready to turn 601 years old, and I want us to plan a surprise birthday party for him. We'll have a big feast. And I've saved some of my best spices to make one of my special cakes. It will take days for each stage of the cake, so we best get started now,
1: Ada explained. Maybear clasped her hands together with glee.
0: How wonderful, Mother. He will be so happy. And doing this will help everyone feel better. We've got a couple of weeks to plan it. So, let's get your husbands in on this too, especially Ham. He's having a rough time waiting. This party will give us all something to look forward to that will keep us busy,
1: Ada said, handing the spices to the young ladies.
0: The men can help us decorate and keep Father occupied elsewhere while we get ready,
1: Nala suggested.
0: Exactly. Now... Let's talk about our menu for the feast and what we'll need to do, Ada said. Liz smiled
1: and jumped off the crate. The humans had a great idea here. It would be helpful for them to plan the surprise birthday party for Noah. And Liz had the perfect idea for a gift. Father,
0: he's coming back,
1: Ham shouted from the observation deck. Noah, hoping this time would be different, came running up to greet the returning dove that he had sent out early that morning. Noah, Ham, Shem, and Japheth all strained against the evening sun to look at the dove in the distance. It looks like he's got something in his beak, father, Shem said. I can't quite make it out, though. Noah held out his hand to shield his eyes from the setting sun. A big smile grew on his face. Ham and the others watched their father, wondering what he saw. What do you think it is? Japheth finally asked. It's a branch of some kind, Noah said as he turned his hand level to receive the dove. Shalom lighted gently in Noah's hand. An olive branch! Liz made it to the observation deck just as the men started shouting and cheering. She looked over at Shalom, who caught her eye and gave a wink. Liz nodded in reply, a big smile on her face. This means the water has finally receded enough for plants to grow. Praise God! How blessed I am to get this sign of vegetation growing on the land. The dove could have stayed on the land, but he returned with this olive branch, Noah exclaimed. He was dancing around the deck, laughing and celebrating. Ham, Japheth, and Shem were also caught up in the excitement over the good news. This means we'll be leaving soon, Ham shouted. It has to mean that, right? Noah, out of breath, gave shalom to Shem and wiped his brow. Well, Ham, we are definitely close to leaving, at least closer than we were, but we'll need to do another test with the dove. Be excited, yes but remember that the water has to be gone from underneath us as well as throughout the land for the animals to be able to depart the ark. Ham's smile faded from his face. I'll try to be excited. This is good news after all, but it also still means one thing. Wait! (laughs) Come on, let's go tell the women the good news. I'll put the dove in its nest. Shem said as the men slapped each other on the back for joy. Liz followed Shem down the corridor and jumped up to Shalom's nest when the human was gone.
0: Well done, mon ami. You have made Noah and his sons very happy. Thanks, Liz. But it was your idea for me to get the olive branch for Noah's birthday. He did seem happy, didn't he?
1: Shalom said with a yawn.
0: Mon ami, you must be tired no? but tell me quickly, what did you see this time? Liz asked. Oh, Liz, it was the most beautiful sight I've ever
1: seen after being cooped up in this ark for so long. Lush green trees and shrubs are growing. The receding water is carving beautiful canyons with rivers and wildflowers are growing along the banks. But this is only in a small area, at a higher elevation. There is much water left to go down, Shalom explained.
0: Magnifique! How I wish I could see what you have seen. Merci for the report, and merci for the olive branch. Oui, it is the perfect present for Noah. Next time he sends you out, you must take your mate with you. Now rest. You need your strength,
1: Liz said, with a tender touch of her dainty paw on the dove's wing. Yes, I need to sleep, the dove said, his eyes heavy with sleep. Liz grew excited with anticipation. She went back to her stall and looked at Racket's marks. It had been 285 days since the flood began. How much longer could it possibly be, she wondered, before they could leave the ark? Only time would tell. Happy birthday, dear Noah, happy
0: birthday
1: to you, the family sang as they clapped and shouted. Noah's eyes were alive with surprise and delight. His family had kept him completely in the dark about this celebration. He wondered about all their secretive scurrying about and hushed voices. He thought maybe they were talking about how the dove had not returned since Noah sent it out last week for the third time, and were wondering what it could mean. Now it all made sense. Noah loved surprises. Ada set a beautiful table with fine linens and a full feast. The centerpiece was her special cake, with none other than the olive branch stuck in the center. The olive branch was the best present Noah could have received, Ada thought. How good God was to Noah. Her heart was full of joy. Her idea had worked out beautifully.
0: Oh, très bien. Joyeux anniversaire indeed to Noah. Aye, and happy birthday too. That was just what we all needed. Well,
1: you know, he's, uh,
0: he's not the only one with a birthday. Uh, well, this is true. Uh, virtually every living creature has a specific day they were born, or hatched, or perhaps spawned. Uh, less I think you were trying to drop a wee hint. What? Oh, je comprends. Uh, uh, monsieur, is it your birthday? Ah, you remembered. Ah, oh, no, I just took the hint. Close enough. Thanks, Liz. <sighs> Humans make such a big deal about birthdays. I have seven birthdays every year. Big whoop de doo huh? Well, Max, don't spoil the fun. Uh, So what if humans get a little carried away with the birthdays? Let them eat cake. Oh, aye, lass. That's just what we need, isn't it? Another announcer-lad sugar buzz. Oh, oui. Uh, Monsieur Denis, uh, what would you like for your birthday?
1: Me? (laughs) I don't need a present or anything. That's a relief but I do know of some great gifts for our listeners to give to their friends. Hey, gang, if you're enjoying this story of Noah and the
0: Ark... Uh, and a few thousand animals, too? Right. Just saying.
1: Well, you can purchase the audiobook version of The Ark, The Read, and The Fire Cloud through audible.com. Or our latest audiobook of Jenny L. Cody's awesome Epic Order of the Seven Books series, The Voice, The Revolution, and The Key the story of Patrick Henry and how the United States began to seek independence from England, with a little bit of help from Max, Liz, and the whole Epic Order of the Seven team. Again, these audiobooks can be purchased by logging onto audible.com. They make great gifts, and they help allow us to continue producing these podcasts. And, of course, you can always get the print version of any of Jenny's Epic Order of the Seven books by going to her website, epicorderoftheseven.com. Uh, no, back to our show. Oh, yeah, thanks, Max. Hi, uh, you are getting a wee bit long-winded, lad. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, now on to our next chapter with yet another big surprise.
0: We oui, a surprise that you may be able to guess uh, when you hear the title, uh, Monsieur.
1: Chapter sixty, Dry Land. Noah was full from the feast and the cake, but he wanted to climb to the upper deck. His surprise birthday party had given him such joy, but he really had been celebrating for a week ever since the dove returned with the olive branch. When he sent the dove out again and it didn't return, Noah knew their time of departure from the ark must be near. He hoped that the early birthday present a week ago could be surpassed by an even greater gift today. He decided to open the roof and step outside. Noah walked up the few steps to the outside and put his feet on the outer deck. He closed his eyes as he felt the breeze softly blowing on his face. He turned completely around as he viewed the horizon that encircled him. He studied the distant landscape and was overjoyed. The earth was almost dry. Thank you, God, Noah exclaimed. Hurry, everyone. Come up and look. Ham, of course, was the first one to scurry up the steps, followed by the others. The eight surviving humans on Earth stood and looked out to see a whole new world emerging from the depths of the water. New growth sprouted from the ground, and the land was nearly dry. Max noticed the humans had opened the roof and stepped outside. He had to go check this out. Max hopped up the steps and poked his head out. Shem noticed Max and smiled walking over to him. Hey, little guy, come on out. The land is almost dry, Shem said as he patted Max on the head. But uh, stay clear of the railing. Max wagged his tail at Shem and hopped outside under the deck. He carefully peered through the railing. It was true. The land was almost dry. Max shouted with joy, Tis a
0: grand deal!
1: Jim laughed at the little dog who barked and wagged his tail. <laughs> Look, father, the little dog seems to know this is good news, too. Noah went over to where Max stood perched on the railing and smiled. Yes, my little friend, today is a day to celebrate. The Lord has been faithful to keep us safe, and he's making the way out for us as this new world recovers from the flood. He petted Max on the back as he gazed out over the horizon. You animals will have a wonderful new world to call home.
0: Noah, when do you think we can actually set foot on the land and leave the ark?
1: Ada asked. I can't say just yet. Although the land is drying, it is not completely dry. But I know it will not be as long as it has been. Just hang on a little while longer. Be patient. Our deliverance will soon come. Noah said. The family started singing and celebrating. The couples danced on the deck shouting for joy that this day had finally come when they could see with their eyes the Lord's handiwork preparing the earth for their return. Ham didn't even complain about having to wait longer. He just needed hope that they weren't stuck on the ark forever. If there was one thing he had learned through this long ordeal it was patience. Max smiled as he watched the humans celebrate. His heart lifted, and he couldn't wait to tell the others. He jumped down the stairs and made his way down the corridor. As he reached the waterfall, Charlie called him over. What's going on up there? I thought I heard happy voices above decks," Charlie remarked. He saw Max hesitate coming near the pool and chuckled. Don't worry, Max. I'm not going to ask you to come in for a swim anymore after your terrifying fall over the side of the ark. I'm just glad I was there to call for help. Max had been confused with the events of the fall as it came to be known around the ark. At first he thought Charlie had lunged at him. But then he had realized he must have been mistaken. Charlie called for help to save him. Charlie had twice saved Max's life. Even though Liz had said to question Charlie about these incidents, Max was afraid to ask. He was most afraid of the answers he might get to his questions about Charlie's mate and Charlie's actions. He just decided to ignore his fear and enjoy his friendship with Charlie. Yes, Charlie was his friend. That much he had to believe. I... I don't want to be near any more water. (laughs) And speaking of that, there's good news, Charlie. The water has dried up. We'll be getting off the ark real soon, Max said excitedly. Charlie looked at Max with a look of seriousness. The day
0: we've all waited for. Aye. Well, gotta go tell Kate, Al, and of course Liz. That brainy kitty will
1: be waiting for this good news then. Max said, as he turned to trot down the corridor.
0: We need answers, and I am sure we'll find those answers at the end of the hall.
1: Liz was saying to Kate, Al, and the seagulls who had stopped by.
0: Sure, and you won't catch me going down there,
1: said Al, as he swung in his hammock.
0: I'm afraid also, Elbel," Liz said. Uh, "'Krinin, do you think you could nonchalantly fly over Charlie's stall?' "'It's hard to be nonchalant when he's at the end of the hole, lass,'
1: Krinen replied. "'Just then, Max entered the stall.
0: "'Guess what! The land is dry! "'Looks like we'll be off the ark
1: real soon!' "'Kate rushed over to Max.
0: "'Oh, Max, I'm so happy. "'I can't wait to get off this ark.' and away from all the dangers here. I just want to be with you on dry land again. Aye, bonnie lass, it'll come soon, real soon,"
1: Max replied as he nudged Kate in a fond embrace. Liz sat staring at Max. She needed to have a private discussion with him, but not here. She didn't want to alarm Kate and the others. She would wait and then arrange to meet Max outside their stall. He needed to hear some things some hard things.
0: Well uh, that's the end of the chapter. Oh that were a bit of a serious ending then. Oh well, no sense in spoiling the festive mood though, we oui. uh, so I cannot think of anything better to do than to head over to Jenny's corner, like right now. After all, um Miss Jenny has a birthday too. She does?
2: Today? Um Well, sometime, I'm sure. So, hello, Miss Jenny. Hey, Max and Liz. What are you curious about today? Well, we are all about encouragement today. So, tell us, uh, quickly, s'il vous plaît, uh, what encourages you? Sometimes it's been my blessing to appear at events or conventions, and parents will handwrite me notes and leave them at my booth or slip them to me after I speak, and I keep those notes just as much as I do my fan mail, because they really inspire me, and I love to reread them to, again, fuel my pen when I get tired, and I'm like, am I making a difference with what I'm doing? Everybody seems to ask that question sometimes when they're tired. This is the example of something that I'll just read, and it just makes me want to pick up my pen and write a lot more that day. This is a note that I received Jenny, it was wonderful to meet the person who has brought so much joy to our nightly reading ritual. The girls were a bit starstruck, but they enjoyed your talk and meeting one of their heroes. Please keep speaking, writing, and living the way God has been leading you. His fingerprints are all over your life, and you're an incredible beacon of light to this dreary world. Keep fighting, and we'll be right next to you, the Lowry's. Thank you, Lowry's, for this humbling blessing. And Your encouragement because it makes a difference. Words are important, the words that we speak. So always speak life into someone and give someone an encouraging word today your parents, a friend, a teacher, a pastor, someone that could use a simple word maybe from you that doesn't seem like much, but oh, it can speak to their heart and meet them right where they are. So thank you for speaking and writing encouraging words. And I'd love to hear from you sometime. You can drop me a note at jenny at dot com.
0: Wow, what a great letter. Thank you, Miss Jenny. And it just goes to show that all of us need a little bit of encouragement sometimes. Aye, even a fine author, lass, like Miss Jenny, sometimes has to be reminded of why she's doing it and that she's making a difference in people's lives. Well done, lass. It is true, we all need encouragement. Every day. So as she was saying, try to find someone today that you can encourage, too. Like, I would like to encourage Monsieur Denis. Well,
1: that's a start. You got my name right. So, um, how do you want to encourage me?
0: Well, it's very simple. I would like to encourage you to finish the show.
1: Oh, uh, right. That's very encouraging, Liz. Thank you. You have a gift. But on our next episode, I think it's Liz that's going to need the most encouragement because she has a job to do. And it's a dirty job that nobody likes to do. She has to be honest with somebody who probably doesn't want to hear what she has to say.
0: Who might that be, lad? Liz, he forgot. Uh, Why don't we wait and see uh, with everyone else?
1: Okay. Why can't you tell me?
0: Oh, it's getting late, Max. Go ahead, Monsieur Denis.
1: Uh, right, uh, so we encourage you to join us next time to be ready to encourage Liz. I don't see what the big problem is.
0: What's the big secret? Well, now, we don't want to spoil it for the rest of the audience. Aye, but I want to encourage you, Liz. Oh, you'll get your chance. Well, I want to do it now. But you'll get your chance later. Once again,
1: the Epic Order of the Seven, the podcast, is produced by Playful World Ministries, and the Ark, the reed, and the fire cloud was written by Jenny L. Cody. And I'm Danny Brownlee. Thanks for joining us. See you next time on the
2: Epic Order of the Seven, the podcast. Have a
0: grand day! And be sure to encourage someone.
2: Always remember, you are loved and you are able.